Just a warning, what you're about to see is a bit graphic. Everybody, it is the Angry Negative Show post-game edition for the first time since 2012, 3,037 days ago was the last time the Flyers made it to the second round of the playoffs. They advanced tonight. They finally beat the fucking Montreal Canadiens in six games, three to two. Thank Christ this series is over. Jim's not here tonight, but Nick is joining me instead. Greetings, everybody. Yes, they won. Thank so God. Happy. I'm glad this series is over. I never want to speak about it again, except for the <laughs> next uh, 45 minutes here or so. But, uh, yeah, I believe I had a post game on there for a minute. And they had Al Morganti on, and he used the term survived. And I think that is a very fitting term, given what we've seen in this series. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens, got to give them all the credit in the world here. They never once gave up. They fought the Flyers to the bitter end here. And at the end of the day, it's just Carter Hart saved the day, essentially. Yeah, that's a great word to use, uh, survived, because here we are after a series win, and we're all very happy. I like that... Uh... That quick number you pulled, that's that's good uh, research by you. Uh, 3,000 plus days since their last 3, series 3,037 days. That's a lot of... It's uh, a lot of days. It's a lot of days. <laughs> I mean, where were you in 2012, Dan? I was... Sophomore in high school? I would have just yeah. wrapped up my sophomore year in high school, yeah. Why do I tee you up to make me feel old <laughs> every goddamn time? Uh, but no, survived is a, is a is a good word to put it. Uh, hats off to Montreal's coaching staff. Uh, you know they they handled Pittsburgh, and I always kind of felt like they carried the play all six games. They they knew what they had to do to survive, or in their own way survive. Yeah, and and they executed it perfectly. I mean, they outshot the Flyers what almost every game this series. Felt like I I would think it's every game. I don't know that for I, sure, but it sure felt like every fucking game. That's for goddamn sure. Uh, I think Jim said it on Twitter. Uh, they have a lot to look forward to. I mean, they the only reason why they couldn't overcome. I mean, every every team has in its Achilles heel, and the team with the least of those problems usually comes out on top at the end of this at the end of the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah. Uh, Montreal's Achilles heel is. They have no scoring depth right now. They have a lot of good young talent that need to figure it out and a few good defenders. We know their names, but theirs is a, is a, they don't have any depth scoring. And to me, the Flyers Achilles heel. When Joel Armia carried their offense, you know, something's wrong. Yeah. uh, The Flyers, uh, it looks like their problem is going to be a quick teams because Montreal is quick and pressing. The power play 0 for 4 again tonight. That brings their total uh, 4 for 38, 39 now. Whatever the fuck the number is these days. Which is uh, brutal. Just brutal. They're having trouble getting set up, which is uh, 
That's the yeah. biggest issue. When they do get set up, I do like their movement. They have made changes from the start of this series when it was just your flat umbrella where the passing was so obvious. They have made changes. It's gotten better. But God damn it, they're just not getting set up. When you have a team as defensive-minded as the Canadians who are just out there to fuck shit up, um, <laughs> they're doing just that. And it's not going to be pretty, especially in the Islanders. We talked a little about this on uh, Brotherly Pod this morning with Anthony. Like, the Islanders are the perfected version of the Canadians. You know, they're, they've they got mm-hmm. the team defense, they've got the goaltending, and they've got the scorers to make it happen. And I saw Jim on Twitter uh, said something about, like, oh, this is it, they're going to wake up, they're going to move on from here and be just fine. And I'm sitting here going, like, I don't think so. I you think said the, that to me. The Islanders series is going to be just as fucking brutal as this one, if not worse. Flyers 2-4-1 and one against the Islanders in the last two years. They got beat all three times they faced them this year. So there were two teams we talked about going in basically for the past few weeks, if not months, that months. I'm afraid of in the East. That's Tampa and New York Islanders. And yeah. both of them are just kicking ass and taking names. I, uh... I don't think it's an impossible ask for the Flyers to win. Um, but if you thought this series was going to be rough, hold on to your butts because next series is going to be even worse. <laughs> uh, the Islanders, uh, yeah, I was going to say, uh, one of those losses to the Islanders was in spectacular fashion. Right? Yes. The Flyers blew a three-goal third-period lead, 3 nothing, and they lost in the shootout, I believe. Something like that, yeah. So, you know, hockey's all about matchups. Uh even this regular season, uh, Montreal played Philly tough, and, it, and here you go in the playoffs and played them tough again. And the Islanders, the Islanders match up well against the Flyers, and they're gonna, like you said, play an even more perfected game with uh, than the Canadians. And you say the Flyers uh, went four for thirty-nine or thirty-eight, whatever it is. So four power play goals in total. Uh, three of them were in one game, and one was in another. So out of so they played three round robin games, six playoff games. Quick math: they've played nine games, and they've only scored a, scored a power play goal in two of those games. Yep, they were three Not for good. seven uh, during game five, and then the first one came, I believe, during game one. Yes. Not good. Not no, good at all, especially against a team like the Islanders again, who yeah. are going to provide the pretty much the exact same threat the Canadians are. I think that's what worries me most about the Islanders series more than anything. It's not even just the Islanders; it's that we just watched them struggle against the Canadians, mm-hmm. you know. And now you're going to face the Islanders, who are mm-hmm. the, the next step ahead. So, and you're going to need to take advantage of the man advantage against a team like the Islanders. You're going to need to fucking pump that pumpkin in it when you get those two-minute windows to take advantage of them not being able to do what they want to do. Looking at the numbers here, I've pulled up all the games. The Canadians outshot the Flyers in everything except game one. Oh, my. It was 31-28 in game one. Everything else was all Canadians. Was it um, nine shots after two periods today? Yeah, yes. Uh... Nine, eight, whatever it was. <laughs> not, I mean, not good enough. Like I said, we've we've said this all series long, and I've already said it twice this episode. Uh, we're lucky. We the Flyers are lucky. They only faced Montreal this series. I think it's going to be maddening. This, I, I, I think it's going to be Islanders in five. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. You know, I'm, you I'm know what? The Flyers the have a lot to be happy about, right? I mean, first series win. Um, they have the goalie, but when you when you face teams in the playoffs, as you advance, you're gonna 
the competition gets better and you start exposing your other team's, your, your opponent's weaknesses. And that's what Montreal did to the Flyers. And like we keep saying, that's what the Islanders are going to do to the Flyers. They're going to expose those problems. Yeah, it's uh, not going to be overly pretty. But for now, tonight, I'm just fucking happy this series yeah. is over. Holy shit, what a painful experience these six <laughs> games have been. Very little joy. Uh, very boring hockey for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. This game was not nearly as physical as I thought it was going to be. I thought shit was going to hit the absolute fan after mm-hmm. the way last game ended. But for the most part, that wasn't the case, which I guess is good. The Flyers will have a full roster going into uh, the Islanders game. uh, Niskanen's one-game suspension is up. And, uh... Yes. There you go. I mean, they survived, so... His replacement, Gostas Bear, bounced back and had a good game. He had himself a fine little game tonight, actually. He did. Uh, He's the one that put the big hit on Suzuki. Of all people to fucking get that hit on Suzuki, was Ghost. Um, Ghost also... Uh, I'll give I'll give credit where credit's due. Um, he as that power one well, I think it was the second power play was expiring maybe in the first one where did a good job entering the zone put the puck in deep when the puck came back around took the hit a big one to keep the play alive and then and Hayes ended up scoring so Ghost definitely again now now had a good game and and now what we always been talking about is the consistency if he stays in the lineup. Can he continue to... Because I felt like he also took care of his own end pretty well tonight. He looked fine. And yeah. he really looked fine in the other couple games that he played. It was two or three games as well. He's definitely far more consistent, far more productive than he was during the regular season, which is great. Listen, mm-hmm. as much as I hate Shane Gostaspare, if you fucking produce, I'm going to throw praise on you right yeah. like yeah. that's all all i want to see is a good fucking hockey team whether that be shane goss's bear or robert haig and if goss's bear wants to get his head out of his ass for the first time in five years like listen i'm all here for it you know mm-hmm. I, i've talked about it before <laughs> i was his biggest fan when he first came up i would love to root for him uh once again so oh, he took the city by storm those yeah. first couple years yeah those first 30 games he was up were some of the most exciting hockey i've witnessed in the last decade yeah so uh hey I want Flyers to prove me wrong. Yes, I would love to sit here in fucking, you know, September and be like, we won a cup. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let Shane Gossesbear win the Conn Smythe and and, and fucking whoever else win awards. I don't give a shit. Fucking win some games. Who, uh, Uh, Provorov, I believe the credit for the goals went back and forth tonight. Uh, Provorov was indeed credited with the first goal. mm -hmm. Uh, not Konechny. Hayes got the second one, assisted by Grant Pitlick, and Michael Roffel credited with the third goal, and not Sanheim. So, still racks up the assist. Yeah, still, still oh. listed as Roffel. I'm pretty sure it didn't hit him, but I don't know. I need to go back and watch. But yeah, I thought it hit the post, hit Price in his buttocks, and yeah. then went into the net. That's what I thought as well. Unless it was a uh, maybe Roffel skate was down around Price's ass, <laughs> but. Uh, Suzuki, both goals for the Habs. Thank Christ I don't have to see this guy for another little while here. He's going to be something. Fuck off, Nixon. He's good. Jesus great, Christ. Great first name. Great first name. Uh, His but, last name's uh, a car. I, used, I I had a Suzuki uh, hmm. from uh, Suzuki Reno until it finally died. That was a while ago. <laughs> I digress. Uh, he's going to be a little player for them, Nick Suzuki. Yeah. 
I believe. Apparently, Derek yeah. Grant patted his head at the end of the game. That's what they were saying. I uh, there was I a big scrum Shea at the Weber end there, so yeah. I couldn't exactly tell. But uh, Shea Weber looked pissed. Nick Suzuki, twenty-one years of age. He just had a birthday eleven days ago, actually. Hmm. Did you see how pissed off Shea Weber looked at Derek Grant though for doing that? Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> I tell you what, I have a job where I need to be brave. Uh, I'd be, still be pretty scared if uh, there, yeah, Shea Weber there, was Listen, we got a front row seat to Shea Weber here. I talked a little <laughs> about this in one of the past post games. Like, I think this is the first time I've ever had this much exposure to the guy, uh, just consistently like this. And uh, he's one scary dude. He's 35 and he can still fucking go. It's, it's impressive. This guy is uh, Father Time is not slowing Shea Weber down, unlike what I hear on Twitter. You see, is oh, he's slowing down. Oh, his foot injury. He's going to retire and this and that. He's getting old. He can't hang. Like, this guy can still fucking go. And uh, he was very scary all series long. Heads and tails above the rest of their fucking team. Uh, yeah. The, the talent between Weber and Price and everybody else, the, the, the talent gap was huge. Um, mm. But, yeah, it's... Uh, Glad I'm just glad this series is over. I'm so happy. Yeah. Fuck. What a sl- what a sloppy fucking six games by the Flyers. Just a. Slow... And by the way, there's nothing wrong with being 35 here, buddy. 35 year olds can keep it going. Mm. All right. <laughs> yeah, just a slow prodding series. I, I I really don't mind this style of hockey. No. You know, the, the trap game, I think it's interesting to watch. It's kind of like a like a one nothing baseball game, pitcher's duel kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. you kind of have to outthink and outwork your opponent. And that's very much how I feel in this trap game. Maybe because I grew up watching the Devils in the late 90s, early 2000s, and I have a respect for this kind of game. I don't know what it is, but uh, I, I really do enjoy the, the trap style uh, when it can work. Uh, when implied successfully, we talked about the... the uh, Coyotes did very similar under Rick Tocchet mm-hmm. this year. They played a very mm-hmm. interesting uh, defensive style. And uh, that's what it was. And the Canadians, I said on Twitter, they never once gave up in this series. They even, no. you know, the game, they got shut out twice and they came back and they gave the Flyers hell until the last buzzer. So, yeah. very much respect for what they do. I'm glad they're gone and uh, we can move on with our goddamn lives. So, moving on into the next round, uh, can Travis Konechny, like, Show a fucking goal? Jesus. Put a can, shot uh, on net? Can Claude Giroux wake up a little bit? I mean, I, I know tied people get to JVR right now, so it probably won't happen. Oh! That's I the one Jim reason why I'm sad Jim isn't here tonight. Because yeah, uh, Jim was all in this Giroux Voracek, yeah. uh, Giroux uh, JVR bullshit. And uh, you're yeah. just you're tying your captain with a six foot three, 220 pound weight by the name of JVR. Yeah. Didn't do anything tonight noticeable. Uh, I can't say I'm surprised. I don't think he's done anything all season that's noticeable. But, uh, yeah, JVR continues to be a worthless piece of shit, and now he's tied to Lawton and Giroux, two players that desperately need to get it going. What a fucking mess. I tell you, we need to, like, get a sponsored segment for, like, all right, now this segment where you hate on JVR is brought to you by A&T Subaru in <laughs> Sellersville or something. But, um, yeah, Jim, uh, if you're going to listen to this episode, uh, you wanted those two put together. You were all over Twitter with it, and the last episode, all of us were on together, and nothing happened. No. Shocking. We, Shocking. We yelled at each other for 20 minutes on the last episode about this. <laughs> no, no. You yelled for 20 minutes. <laughs> I yelled at Jim for 20 minutes about this. Uh... Um, oh, I just had a brain fart. Oh, Drew. Uh, I'm always one of those people that kind of get defensive when people want to be like, ah, Drew sucks. Like, he doesn't suck, but... I'm let, let's call a spade a spade. My man, like the magic to, is gone. I mean, 
he obviously has the hands, but like, it, I don't know if it's an if it's a age thing. Maybe his play's declining, or if he has a newborn kid at home that he's you know his mind isn't necessarily here, or mm-hmm. some combination of of everything. But mm-hmm. the lack of confidence I think he had in this series was palpable, um, especially on the power play. You know, the, these passes, these two-on-one passes that get intercepted and broken up and to nobody. And on the power play, you know, he's just he, he's not taking shots. He's looking for the pass. Like, shoot the fucking puck, my guy. You've been yeah. around long enough. I shouldn't have to tell you this. I, I think it's a confidence thing. Maybe he's just not, again, for whatever reason, I don't think he's there uh, in the mental right now. So. You know, I hope I he gets it going, and they just they got to set him up for success, which yeah. is the other thing here. And demoting him to the third line with fucking JVR and Scott Lawton, yeah. uh, JVR shit. Lawton completely fell off a cliff after the yeah. round robin series. Don't know what the fuck happened there, but um, yeah, took the words right out of my mouth. Took the words right out of my mouth. I was gonna say, um, putting him with the human anchor in JVR and Scott Lawton, who also struggled this series, is not gonna get Giroux going, and. To echo that power play statement, yeah, dude, like Drew, fire some fucking one timers. Like, I, I think the fan base will be okay with you letting a couple rip instead of staring down Voracek and then trying those cross ice passes, which work about twenty five percent of the time. The points so far through the playoffs, Voracek leads the team with eight, four goals and four assists. Kevin A's one goal, six assists, seven points for second place. Scott Lawton three goals, two assists. Uh, for third, Couturier, five assists. Farabee, three goals and an assist. Raffle, three goals and an assist. Drew, four assists. Sanheim, a goal and two assists. Konechny, three assists. Provorov, three assists. Uh, my, I believe, uh, I guess this was not updated from the game because Provorov did get that goal. Mm. But, um, yeah. So, Bobby Cabell, two goals. Still out with, uh, assumingly, they're trying to sew his foot back on his foot. And, uh... Well. I assume... I assume once Nick Albay Kubel is ready to go, I assume he's in JVR's. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, I would uh, not uh, be surprised at all if they. It's going to be. Yeah, it, I'm sorry, Dan. I'm, I'm like hyper because I had a double espresso for the game. I keep. I can tell you're sorry. moving around a lot over there. I know. I, 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 <laughs> I'm so, I had a double espresso for the game. I'm still jumping from it. Um, it's going to be an interesting offseason for pretty much all of Philadelphia sports because. If JVR and or Ghost aren't moved, I'm going to be shocked. The Sixers are going to fire everybody. The Phillies are going to fire somebody. They in that traded Nick office. Pavetta. What? They, yeah. What about Nick Pavetta? They traded him. They t- who the fuck took Nick Pavetta? The Red Sox. What? Yeah, you didn't. My phone was blowing up with notifications about an hour ago. Oh my god! Someone took Nick Pavetta. What did they get for Pavetta? Uh, two relievers, Workman and some other guy I've never heard of. Wow. I'm not up on my Red Sox pitching staff. To these guys <laughs> but are. they were having pitching problems too, but Pavetta's not going to... Anyway, we're talking about <laughs> uh, Um, It's going to be an interesting offseason in Philly sports because I think there's going to be a lot of moving parts amongst the big... I mean, there might not even be an NFL. So there's that. Plus, Carter Hart's numbers. The page itself isn't updated, but based on my... Uh, about third grade math skills here. I believe his save percentage is going to wrap up somewhere around 940 and his goals against hovering around maybe 180, something like that. So very, very good there for Carter Hart. Two shutouts as well. So Mm -hmm. 
he's a guy. He was the guy that kept him in this series for <laughs> most of it, essentially. Pretty so, much uh, all of it, yes. Uh, can we also talk about Couturier for a second? I know sure. uh, Jim likes to ask questions like that. Um, <laughs> I almost pulled the mic out of stand. Uh, Couturier, I, we've talked about a couple times uh, the whole Couturier for Eichel hypothetical, but like, probably, you know, we're, we're playing video games and we do playing NHL 20. Um, again, uh, it's their first series win since 2012. Uh, Drew has, uh, Drew, uh, Couturier has zero goals. And he's your first line center. And I know a lot of people will jump down my throat and say, well, he's a defensive center. But again, you're playing first line minutes, which means you're expected to do more than just be a good two way center. Again, I, me personally, I'm still not that attached to Couturier. I'd still move him for a, a piece before father time catches up to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying he sucks. Because he doesn't suck, I'm just not that attached to Couturier. I uh, was public enemy number one there for a long time in the Sean Couturier trade debate. Mm. Um, so I've said my piece on it in the past. Uh, I, uh, realistically, in the real world, does it happen? No, I don't think so. No. Um, I don't know. I guess it depends on. I mean, they made the second round, so I mean, if they if they yeah, got blown out finally. on one of them by the Canadians. Uh, maybe we could uh, go into yeah, shaking things up a little fight. bit, but for the time being, I'm okay. Uh, yeah. Couturier, he did. He looked much better in Game Five. I don't think I noticed him once tonight. Um, so I don't know. Like I said, I think Montreal did a very good job of shutting that top line down. Uh, yeah. They kind of counteracted each other. Uh, they, you know, they stopped Philip Deneau and and Philip Deneau stopped Sean Couturier. So. <laughs> We'll, we'll burn the uh, trading bridges when we get to them. But, uh... <laughs> well, speaking of 2012, we were talking about Giroux. And, like, 2012 Giroux and 2020 Giroux are two different players. So there you go. Also, eight years of shit in between. <laughs> God, players like Nick Grossman and Nick Schultz and Andy McDonald and Michael Delzato trying to send him passes up the ice. My God. Oh, man. What a flashback of a road i don't want to go back <laughs> no no <laughs> i it'd just be nice if tk drew or couturier fucking started scoring too because you're not gonna survive yeah relying we, on uh, they survived this series without their top guys but they really got to get mm-hmm. some help here Vorchek is kind of leading the way i uh talked a little about earlier in the beginning of the series that we're seeing pre-Christmas Voracek. Well, now we're seeing post-Christmas Voracek. That guy is feeling it again. And he was all over the place again tonight. So it's good to see. Um, Good to see somebody fucking cares. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) From somebody that you would least expect on top of all that. But uh, yeah, I think it's one of those things where there, there is theoretically far too much talent here to be as lackluster as they were in that series. And, you know, I think you got to keep Farabee in, which has been a challenge uh, now that Raffles, you know, okay and back in. Albi Cabela's obviously out. Like, I think if this team would just fire at all strengths here and make the right roster decisions, a.k.a. firing JVR into the fucking sun. But, um, 
Yeah, I think with the right moves, they can still be fine, and you just gotta hope somebody finds their fucking scoring touch against the Islanders. I think that's their only hope, is uh, you, you can't go out there and try and out-defense the Islanders like the, you did against the Canadians here. You just fucking can't take that approach. So, they gotta, uh, gotta get some of these guys going. There's no excuse anymore. Yeah, I mean, they kicked the sh- Islanders, they kicked the shit out of the Capitals like oh, yeah. they were nothing. I mean, the Capitals... Again, this is unprecedented times with the pandemic and this situation and uh, going back to what he said about Giroux and he's away from his young child and, and smoking hot wife, and which is irrelevant whether she's hot or not. Um, yeah, they're all separated from their significant others or families, whatever. And the Capitals, you know, I'm sure maybe, you know, Ovechkin has young children. Uh, he was able to carry the Capitals for one game and then the other four, the Islanders killed them. And the Capitals really didn't look too sharp in the round robin either, correct? They only they went one and two, something like that. Yeah, yeah, they only beat Boston, but Boston has awoken from their slumber. So, um, yeah, I, I just the Islanders are playing good hockey uh, again, well coached. Not a lot of egos on that team, and they buy into what Trotz is telling them. Yeah, with uh, Barry Trotz behind the bench, there they are. One scary fucking team that I uh, have zero interest in playing against. But yeah. Barry Trotz are. got the Capitals to play defense for a year, and they won a cup. Yep. The uh, fucking Islanders won a cup. I'm going to be so angry. So the playoffs, uh, in the second round, it'll be Flyers v. Islanders, Tampa Bay versus Boston, Colorado versus Dallas, and Vegas will face the winner of St. Louis and Vancouver. Vancouver's up uh, 3-2 to two in that series. That Boston-Tampa series is going to be awesome. Yeah, we had uh, Eric Erlinson on Brotherly Pod today, the Tampa Bay Lightning insider, and he broke that down, and he, uh, he seemed pretty pumped for it as well. So I think that should be uh, it's two powerhouse teams going against each other, which is the whole fucking point of uh, the playoffs I guess and then yeah. you have the Islanders who are a powerhouse and the Flyers who just got their fucking asses kicked by the Canadians <laughs> beaten battered and bruised coming in here and gonna try and put up a fight so <laughs> speaking of Canucks Blues the Canucks are up one nothing with 750 left in the first <sighs> fucking Blues are getting their asses kicked in that series not cool St. Louis no I picked them in, in the brotherly pod I need one of my fucking picks to fall through here. I don't think I don't think uh, we did a very good job picking. You know, I picked Flyers in six. I did pick Flyers in six. Let's see here. Predictions. By the way, while you pull that up, Colorado kicked the shit out of Phoenix. I was shocked at how that series went. Because it feel like it didn't have any reason to be that bad. I feel like the the Coyotes should have put up somewhat of a fight, and they just got curb stomped by these fuckers. Curb stomped. McKinnon looks like he's the Flash out there. Just human highlight reel. He's unbelievable. Let's see here. Our prediction. You and I will go over everybody else on a different show in some other point in time. Okay. Uh, Flyers. You had Flyers in six. I had Flyers in five. Uh, you had Columbus in seven. I had Columbus in six. Oops. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> we were the only two to pick Columbus, by the way. Everybody oh. else picked Tampa. That's not good. <laughs> uh, you picked Caps in six. I picked Caps oh. in seven. jeez. Oh, you picked uh, Boston in six. I had Carolina in seven. 
Uh, we both had, uh, you had Vegas in five, I had Vegas in six. Uh, you had Colorado in five, I had Colorado in seven. Uh, you had Dallas in six, I had Dallas in five. You actually did rather well here. Damn right. As far as this. I've got to add all these totals up whenever this uh, St. Louis-Vancouver series is over and get back to everybody. But, uh, yeah, not... Uh... I thought St. Louis would sweep. Yeah, you had uh, St. Louis in four, I had St. Louis in five. Jim and Anthony both had Vancouver in seven. I, I do have a confession about Flyers game five. So uh, I'm in bed watching the game because I have to get up for work the next morning. And the Flyers takes two on lead and then promptly give it all up to go down three, two. And I turn to my fiance and like, I got to get up at five o'clock. I've seen this movie a million times. I'm going to sleep. And I didn't finish watching the game and I woke up and I really wasn't that surprised. Yeah, uh, it was just a mess. It's just the Canadian. It's just it's just a matter of the Canadians wanted it more. Mm-hmm. I think they were the far hungrier team throughout the entire series, and the system they played worked against the Flyers. I think the Flyers played down to the Canadians. I think they got a little too invested in the team defense, but they kind of had to. Um, because in Game 5, when they loosened up a little bit, then you saw the Canadians fight back just as hard. <laughs> yeah. It, they, there was really a no-win scenario there. So I, I think that should be key going into the Islanders is try and play your own game here. Don't let the Islanders dictate the fucking pace of play for all you know three periods of game for however many games it goes on. You just... Uh, can't can't let the Islanders win. I think they learned. You had your trial here. You learned your lesson. Hopefully against the Canadians, and you can go on and uh, put up some kind of fight against the Islanders. Yeah, and at least uh, Derek Grant got put back on the fourth line where he belongs. Yeah, yeah. Fourth line played good tonight. I put out a tweet about was it? I forget. Somebody there was a kind of bunch of people were very angry at me for one of my tweets. Not it was the Derek Grant tweet or uh, some other one, but yeah, they were like, oh. He's just being negative again. It's like, fuck off. No, Derek Grant should be a, he's a fourth liner. Like he's not a very fast guy. He's a mucker and a grinder. Put him on the fourth line and look how good he did. They had a good, Pitlick, Thompson, and Grant had a good game. Yeah, the fourth line has been fine. I still don't think there's anything real wrong with Thompson, but, uh, you just can't, you just can't overuse the fourth line. You know what I mean? I feel like that was kind of their problem in game five. Oh yeah. They it was it was bad deployment of bad timing in game five. They put him out yeah. there at the beginning of the third when you're down by a goal, and they put him out there right after they tied it up. And somebody on Twitter was when following on Brotherly Puck, every fucking time Thompson took the ice today, they made a point about it. And it's like shut the hell up. Yeah, <laughs> like fuck off. Congratulations. Like, like yeah. Oh, did you pick a winner for the jersey giveaway? Uh yeah, I did actually. That's cool. So, Congratulations, uh, uh who? Who won? Uh, good question. <laughs> <laughs> two, uh, two, uh, humanoids won. They gave them out separately. Yeah, yeah. Not two for, all right. That makes sense. Yeah, that'll be, uh, uh, I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> uh, fuck it, who cares? Um, you know, you don't have to listen to in round two. Mike Milbury. Unfortunately, no more JJ. JJ. And, yeah, I, uh, I love JJ. I, I have, yeah. I've had the local feed here for the last three games. Me too. So, uh, 
when they're like, yeah, we're done. I'm like, shit. <laughs> Wait, are they like, like is service, uh, does service electric carry Comcast like channels? Yeah. Okay. Got uh, all the, uh, you know, sometimes, uh, like I think direct TV doesn't or something like that. Like, you, know, you know, like all these different cable companies. Yeah, there's like, a oh, lot of want... people that didn't seem like they had it when I put it out on Twitter. Uh, so I don't know what it is or who carries what. I don't really care, but luckily I had them. Uh, we're going to have to go back to the national feed. There won't be any Mike Milbury, hopefully for the rest of time. It's about goddamn time they fucking move on from this guy. I don't think he's officially fired yet, but uh, this is one of those things that I don't think he's going to come back from. <laughs> so no, uh, I mean, Jerry Ronick got fired for very similar things. And uh, as well as uh, Don Cherry. So. Uh, Don Cherry wasn't about women. It was about... Indigenous people or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think it was immigrants. Like you people. Either way, it was very. It's a very similar situation where it's like you say dumb shit all the time. There's like ten offensive things a night, and it's like the one thing that finally gets you. And uh, that's uh, what happened to Milbury. So fuck him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, fuck him. Uh, even if he didn't say some what he what he did for years now it's like oh if, yeah it's, if yeah. nbc did any like research if you if you go on like twitter and type in pierre mcguire or mike milbury it's 90 percent like fuck that guy seven and a half billion people on earth and they can't find anybody than fucking mike milbury to do commentary who hasn't been relevant in hockey since like 1980 oh yeah and if you listen to uh, you know no free plugs if you listen to spit and chicklets sometimes whenever he gets brought up like, there's always stories about how he's kind of like an abrasive jerk. No, I can't so, imagine why. He's, no, he comes yeah. off so nice. <laughs> he's very pompous. I mean, whenever he starts, like, talking shit about a franchise, which he loves to do about the Flyers, they should just, like, put in the corner of the screen, like, all the terrible trades he made and signings he made as the Islanders GM and sent them into the Stone Ages. Yeah. And the guy's a jackass. Like you said, like, and Chara and... Bertuzzi. Tuesday, I believe uh, Ziggy Palfy was in that mess somewhere. The the Alexi Yashin contract. <laughs> Fuck. And that's literally off the top of our heads. Like, <laughs> yeah, if I fucking googled it, I'd be appalled by ten more things. Yeah, he makes uh, uh, Ron Hextall look competent. And, you know, Rex, Ron Hextall wasn't incompetent. I mean, some of these players are his draft picks that you see right now. But... Ron Hextall just couldn't build a hockey team. No, nah, he was. He just wanted to keep the car neutral a little longer. Like, yep. let's not go yet. Yep, that's uh, what it was. Did anybody notice his nice crisp audio? By the way, I uh, teased on Brotherly Pod this morning that I was going to tell this story, so I might as well, might as well uh, get it in on this show. Story time with Daniel. Story time with Daniel. Yeah, I uh, during our last show, whenever the last time. We did an angry negative post game show. I had a weird thing when I first had the audio on, mm-hmm. uh, and it was like a like it was it was a delay in the mic and it was choppy and feedback and it's weird because it shouldn't be happening. So I go to do the post game by myself on whatever the hell game five was Wednesday. Wednesday night. And, and um, since it was solo, I just recorded straight through GarageBand, which is where I do all the editing. So that way I don't have to edit any of the other. I can just put all of them. Okay, fine. Plug in the mic and it's just straight delay and feedback and a goddamn mess. I'm like, well, what the fuck's going on here? So whatever. Fine. It was 1245 when I recorded that show. I don't care. <laughs> I just thought it was that. Just recorded through the regular uh, built-in laptop mics. It sounded like shit, but it was the only way I could get it done because I didn't feel like going through this tech stuff. So go in there last night 
And I think it was, I th- at first, I just thought it was GarageBand fucking around. So I updated GarageBand, and it had an update that came, uh, came out a couple days ago. All right, fine. Maybe that's it. Try it again. Nope, not it. Still sucks. I'm going through, trying to get through author settings. Nothing's going on. All right. So I'm like, maybe, is it GarageBand or is it the fucking audio itself, the mic? So I go on Skype, and they have a free call tester, essentially. A free mm-hmm. audio tester. So you can call, and and some British lady yells at you for a minute, and then you record <laughs> your stuff. And uh, it, 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 it that, oh, I, 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 I'm like, oh shit, that's not good. So it's somewhere in the mic. Okay, fine. So I've got all this fucking audio equipment here. I essentially unplugged everything and replugged it back into where it's supposed to be. Maybe it was just a loose connection. Nope, that wasn't it either. Son of a bitch. All right, now time to test everything individually. So I brought out different mics. I've got uh, a couple other mics here. And none of that shit was working either. Like, oh, no, this isn't good. So after testing all this technology, spending the better part of two hours going through everything, and wow. there's all this audio gear trying to make this work, because we, we had the interview in the morning with Anthony, so I had to figure yeah. something out. And I'm sitting here. Yeah, it was one of those things where, have you ever tried to fix something, and you go online and you Google it, say your washer's broken? My wash is broken. Here are the things. And you put it in, and you get a hundred different results, none of which are what you're looking for. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Mike giving me feedback. Sure, SM7B giving me feedback. Why? And it gave me a hundred things here, none of which were the issue. And I was like, son of a bitch. I'm sitting here, lean back in my chair, just beyond furious at this point. <laughs> Why is none of this working? I was ready to buy a new XTU thing here, which is what lets me just plug it into the computer. It switches the uh, audio cords and USB devices. And uh, it's a rather expensive piece of equipment, but it's like, all right, fine. May just have to do it. Maybe something got fucked up there or whatever. And as I'm sitting here, leaning back in my chair, I thought, you know, the only thing I haven't done yet is turn the laptop itself off and on. And son of a fucking (laughs) bitch. After two hours of testing every single piece of equipment, unplugging everything and plug it back in. That was it. And for the life of me, I don't know why that was it. There should be nothing to do here between the mic and the computer from a delay standpoint. I don't know why that was doing that. But uh, that was it. And oh my god, was I angry. That's funny. All all that that headache and and stress. All the headache and time and stress and testing everything. I was going to ask you to try hitting it. For, oh, fuck, I was going to do a lot more than hit it. <laughs> Out the window. Goddamn sledgehammer. Destroy this shit. But, uh, so that was it, and it's fine. And I sat down to the interview this morning with Anthony. I was like, oh, my God, it was great audio. Uh, his audio was actually the one that was choppy, but. I thought you sounded good. Your solo post-Game 5 episode, the audio was pretty good. I listened to it, like, just off my phone. It wasn't work, nearly as bad. Uh, when that was good. It was good. Through, gra- through the uh, through the GarageBand audio, it's not bad. But uh, when I because uh, I wanted to test the audio in general to see if it was just the the, the microphones, the computer, the computer audio worked fine. So I even did it on the uh, uh, test call on Skype, and it was like if I tried to record it as we're recording the show, it would have sounded really bad through the mm. uh, the, the secondary uh, the third party recorder here. But it's all good. We are <laughs> fucking fine to go. Daniel lives another day. The Flyers live another day. What more can you ask for? Tacos. I could go for some tacos, actually. I was craving them lunch today. but Dude, Taco Bell is... You know where I live. I've told you. You know where Taco Bell is. In Taco Bell is just far enough away where it's an inconvenience to go down there. Well, it's too close to me where I could literally gain 50 pounds See, in three See, that would be the thing. Is like Once they build that wall up here, I'm done. I'm fucked. Oh, yeah. 
I'm gonna be there every day. <laughs> I, I actually, I exercise tremendous willpower to not go to Taco Bell every night. Oh, God, if, if there was one closer, I would have. Uh... Because you know where I live, I told you. Oh, and yeah. You know where the, I'm not saying you're I'm not here. far at all. You're right down the road. No, it's literally <laughs> right down the road. Oh my oh, God, man. And so is the Wawa. That one. You got two yeah. Wawas right there. There's two Wawas in uh, this township. Why are there two Wawas in Quakertown? Uh, like, well, they're technically in. I don't, I don't like saying the town because I said what I do for a living. You know, town. <laughs> they're, they're actually in the township, and the one at Tollgate Road's been there for a long time. Hey, apparently, older one. So apparently, years ago, this is this is only interest of me and you right now because now nobody knows what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but Route 309 and West Public Station Road, right? When they put the uh, Target in there. Correct. Yeah. So, you know, there's that Lehigh Valley Health there? Yes. Do you remember it, it used to be Workout Plus? Wasn't it? Yeah. 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 It was Workout Plus. And across the street, apparently, was a place called Fitness Factory. And it was a giant barbell that sat at the corner there. I so, vaguely remember that from a kid. Yes. Kid. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't because I grew up in Warminster. Shout out to my Warminster people. Uh, but that was about, I think what everyone's told me about, like, 10 or 12 years old now like but the other wawa tollgate road's been there like forever yeah now they're putting one up here in a uh, coopersburg of all fucking places but that's Hell fine yeah. it'll dominate the market there's nothing else. i guess we have a turkey hill up here and a duncan attached to a shell that does, damn near killed you... me a couple weeks ago but <laughs> does uh your tur- uh, turkey hill have like the uh the touchscreens like wawa does no too? we don't got any of that oh shit. The one in uh, Naka Mixon does? Oh, it's so fucking good. Man, I haven't been down that way in forever. <laughs> Shout out to the people that know what the fuck we're talking <laughs> Shout about. Shout out to the people that know what Naka Mixon in, is. <laughs> in Upper Bucks County or uh, Lehigh County or Danvers. Oh, man. It's a shame, though. Like, go figure the Flyers um, finally make some noise and they're going to move on to the second round. And, like, we can't even go fucking watch. I know I've said it before, but, like, I'd be spending money to go down there. I really would. It's a it's a fun – there's no atmosphere, like, playoff hockey atmosphere at the Wells Fargo Center. Or Spectrum, my first game, which I've talked about in our COVID episodes. Yeah. I, I think it would be a live uh, experience would be much better because I'm just sitting here on my couch, like, filled with stress for 60 minutes a night. <laughs> no, like... I'm, I'm more than willing to have you and Jim over for a game down in the man cave. If you guys are comfortable with it. Uh, as long as you don't invite Jim, I'll be okay. <laughs> well, as long as Jim says no pro JVR stuff in our presence. <sighs> and he gets kicked out immediately. This is a JVR free house. Get out of my house! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As gonna... long as you guys aren't allergic to cats, because I've got four. Nope. Beautiful. Oh, shit. Oh, God, it's 1030 already. These, these start times keep going back and forth is really fucking me up too yeah and you know what the flyers will get better ice surfaces now that uh it's probably only one game a night right i believe so be one i guess there's one east and one west game a night that's right yeah it'll be much more spread out forward. so there's only one surface don't they go to uh edmonton at some point is that only what? for the final really oh oh they announced that i didn't even know that i believe that's i don't know if it's ever official but i believe that's what they were talking about Though I thought They're it was after gonna... the first round, but I guess that's not going to happen because I haven't heard about it yet. But I think, no... I guess the yeah. uh, uh, Stanley Cup itself is going to be in the West, I believe. <laughs> it makes no sense to balance back and forth between Edmonton and Toronto now, does it? Yeah, probably not. 
and kill home the ice whole, advantage uh, in our stadium. Yeah, the whole uh, <laughs> stay in a bubble in this plane as we ship you three thousand miles from one shitty city to another. Uh, Western Conference, Vancouver's up one nothing after one. It's the first period's over now. Uh, I know, like and Jay Beagle scored. Jay Beagle is still in the fucking league? Jay Beagle has a goal, and Travis Konecki, Claude Giroux, and Sean Gutierrez don't. Jay Beagle. Jay fucking Beagle. 34-year-old Jay Beagle. Ain't nothing wrong with being 34. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) How the fuck? What the fuck? I haven't heard of him since he was a cap. I think he went to Vancouver the very next year. Let's see here. Jay Beagle. How much is this fucker getting paid? $3 million for two more years. Wow. What? Wow. I just remember this guy existed, and apparently he's like a thing out there. One more topic for you we call this an episode. Who who do you think gets traded first? Ghost or JVR? And, like, you're heart of hearts. Like, we all hate JVR. We can't go an episode without right? Him. Ghost just it's, has it's, more value at this point. It's, he has more value. It's the easier contract to move for sure. I mean, how for two years already? Look at that. Huh. Well, I learned Jay Beagle still exists tonight. Don't say you don't learn on on this show now. Yeah, but it, realistically, Ghost goes first, and the fact that he's showing a spark of something over these last uh, few games. His value has to be uh, at least taking a bit of a uh, bump, yeah. which is I'm not saying a whole lot, but yeah, no, good. Which which means JVR stock is going way down. Yeah, I would be. Uh, he is just irrelevant out there. It, it's it's so bad. That's why I wish Jim was on so I could dunk my balls down his throat for fucking going after <laughs> JVR here. But uh, uh, yeah. What a, what a like, fucking you! Is there a more useless hockey player getting paid more money right now than JVR? No, I don't. I would need to do some research, but I'm pretty sure the answer is no. And there's nobody Louis I can Erickson? think of. The, Louis, yeah, that was the. I was just about to say Louis Erickson, but uh, you don't win that. in free agency, and he was a free agency signing. Where is the cap friendly page? This is teams. Where's players? Players, interactive players, 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 active players, maybe? Career earnings, let's try active players. Who is getting paid the most money here? Uh, Pretty useful. These are all top guys. Top guys, top guys, top guys. Jeff Skinner, maybe? Nine million. He's up there. Uh, Maybe technically Lundquist. These days, eight, eight, eight and a half for one more year. But he's been getting paid that for a while and was worth it. Like JVR signed that contract and hasn't done dick. Uh, Jacob Truba at eight million. Whoa! The Rangers paid him eight million dollars. <laughs> Holy shit! Ryan Johansson's making eight million dollars. Who? Ryan Johansson. The predator. oh Johansson on Nashville. Uh. You got. Uh, you probably pronounce it the correct way, it was, as his as his people would put it. Matt Duchesne is making eight million in Nashville as well. Yeah, and he didn't have a good year. He didn't have a good first year. Uh, Zach Parise is still getting paid out the fucking ass. 
Ryan Suter's still getting paid out the fucking ass. You know who signed him to those contracts? Bobby right? Ryan. How do we forget about him? Seven point two five. Mr. Chuck Fletcher, I believe. Yeah, yes, you are right. Uh, let's see here. JVR seven million. He is the fifty third highest paid player in the league. Power play specialist with all of four power play goals. JVR four power play goals. Thirty goal scorer with nineteen goals. JVR. Yeah. That'd be the guy. Uh, Can't fucking believe. Most of these guys are. The Kraken's probably our hope. Our only hope is here. Please, like, please, sir. Somebody still paid Ryan Kessler, I guess. What? The Ducks. Anaheim. Yeah, six point eight million. See, uh. Two more years. Get out! (laughs) Oh my god, (laughs) is he uh officially retired or is he uh? Think so. I feel like I haven't heard about him for quite a few. I think it was a hip injury or something. Isn't Vancouver paying for Luongo for a couple more years because of some ridiculous the the trading back and forth and the retiring? Yeah, they're still getting paid. Yeah, that was like in the last CBA or something. Ryan Kessler, one thousand and one games in his career. This is fucking. Stat- I don't want to look at his statue. I want to look at his. Remember when the Flyers went after him? Yep. Was it an offer sheet or it just was indeed an offer sheet? And then Vancouver like no like. Yeah, and Vancouver said, fuck you, we're not doing it. Uh, <laughs> Vancouver Canucks offer sheet here somewhere. The uh, Vancouver Canucks. Uh, 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 <laughs> what, what are you looking for? Trying to find this uh, offer sheet. And I can't find it! Canucks should continue to wear that black Fucking 90s no. jersey every now and again. The uh, skate jersey? Yeah. I'm t- I-, I feel like every team should roll out four uniforms a year. I, uh, I'm still convinced the Flyers are going to go to their stadium series for their full-time home in the near future. I would not like that. I uh, If they want to change up their away jersey and their alternates, fine. But I'm not really willing to give up the home jerseys just yet. No, no. It's, it's their look. about as good as they can be. Yeah. Yes. But, like, the hot NHL needs to generate revenue after this pandemic. Everyone should roll out with four jerseys. Stop asking an arm and a leg for them. You'll sell tons of jerseys if you don't ask for an arm and a leg. I have. Yeah, and so have I. Not, not nearly as much as you. But, um... <laughs> Like, it should be their current home and away, the stadium series, and then uh, maybe, like, one of their 90s jerseys. What the hell was that? What? That's some, uh... Like this one. Some loud noise in the background there, yeah. At my house? No, me. Somewhere. There were a whole bunch of uh, fireworks right after the game. And I don't know if that correlated at all but uh, i couldn't i was like what the fuck's going on out there but why can't i find this fucking offer sheet god damn it to hell by the way this is a beezer jersey oh god the actual beezer john van beesbrook they could have fucking had kujo they went after (laughs) john van beesbrook I got this on eBay, I believe, for twenty dollars. So. Oh yeah, there's there's 
You know what it's like. We've there's talked about that before too. There's a ton of jerseys that his every once in a while, like there's always like rotations of jerseys that come out. And every once in a while, you'll see like dozens of John Van Biesbrock jerseys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I uh, bought mine for like twenty bucks and sold it for I believe like forty or something like that. Hey, <laughs> Not much, but I'll take it. Yeah, I can't fucking believe I can't find this guy. How hard is this? Oh my god! Wait, what are you trying to find exactly? The Ryan Kessler offer sheet? Yes, sir. From the Flyers. May 2019 underwent hip resurfacing surgery and is expected to miss the entire 1920 season. So I guess he's still playing. Hip resurfacing surgery. What does that even mean? Ugh. Why? Here he is. His Wikipedia is like 7,000 miles long for some reason. Oh, sweet Christ. Manny Malholter. There's a fucking name I haven't heard in a while. This article is from September 12, 2006. Flyer signed Ryan Kessler to offer sheet. Okay, so maybe a little... Ryan Kessler, one year, $1.9 million offer sheet. There we go. Like, if you're going to fucking try and get him... Make a real offer for Christ. Yeah, Jesus. (laughs) Go all Thomas Vanek on these shitheads. They must have seen something, because he only had uh, 10 goals and 13 assists. In 82 games when the Flyers signed that offer uh, sheet. He was a pretty good two-way player back in the day, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, he was... That reminds me. Other former Flyer, Dan Hamhuis, retired. Yes. Yeah. He he, he snubbed two... Not snubbed. He uh, stuck his nose up at two teams that summer, right? The Flyers and the Penguins. I believe so, yeah. Yeah. He's like, nah, I won't play for you guys. Yeah. Ryan, Par- Ryan Parent that year. <laughs> oh, high hopes to Ryan Parent, wasn't there? I'm uh, selling a Ryan Parent jersey right now. I think I did see that. It's getting uh, not a ton of interest, believe it or not. <laughs> Dan, I think some of those players, you have to bite the bullet and ask for like 50 bucks. Yeah, I'm at the point now where I'm just kind of getting rid of jerseys for the sake of getting rid of jerseys because I'm expecting yeah. a whole bunch of new ones coming in. And uh, Really? And I got my, uh, got my guys working on them, so... What do you have coming in? Let's see here. We got, uh, where's my list? Got a whole bunch of international jerseys coming in. Uh, most of them Flyers prospects from Frost, Lazinski, Farabee, York, uh, Myers Hart for the Flyers. We got Dylan Strom, Alex Njelovic, uh Aaron Ekblad, and Jake Bean as well, representing different things. That's uh, a lot of jerseys. Jesus, I thought you were going to say like three people, not ten. Uh, actually, we got uh, 5, 10, 15, 20, 22, 24, 26, 28, and another 8 on the way. So I move in uh, I move in big numbers there, Nick. I'll say, Jesus. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like three jerseys. Like, oh, I got like uh, oh, no. the we, uh, <sighs> During the uh, pandemic, I did not buy many jerseys. However, I did buy many blank jerseys at a very very cheap cost and i was alerted to uh, a couple weeks ago somebody uh a wholesaler getting rid of a whole bunch of blank reebok jerseys that i bought oh. up at a price and i'm getting them done at the wells fargo center so the uh the jersey business don't stop i did sell a shit ton during the pandemic so i'm uh, replenishing both personal, i bought two of them <laughs> yeah both personal and uh business wise there replenishing well, did them I, so did i buy three I think it was I two. Bought, I think it was a uh, Paul Coffee, the Coffee Coyotes. and the Blank Coyotes one, right? Dude, they they speaking of teams that should have four jerseys, that should be one of the Coyotes fucking jerseys. That third jersey from uh, the late 2010s. 
Yeah, I can't believe those ever uh, went away. What a gorgeous uniform, like just, from head to toe. Just beautiful, man. Got my uh, game-worn Damon Lankow Coyotes jersey. <laughs> the, those no, those are sick jerseys. They are. I think one just came up on eBay not too long ago. It was a large, but... Where are you going? I have not seen another uh, Thunderstorm jersey lately. <laughs> no, and I'll never... We'll never get one because... I'm they go, they go for, for like obscene amounts of money. Exactly, and I'm like I'm four, saving five, six hundred bucks. It's like insane. Yeah. I can't justify. Like it, it, it'd be cool to have. If I can get and... one in like the high two hundreds, I could probably flip it for more than that. But what uh... if we like? What if we split it, Dan? And then like, <laughs> I get a January, you get a February, I get a March. We just alternate months. There you go. Who gets to have it? But like again, I'm saving for a wedding, and I can't justify dropping two to three to four hundred dollars on a rare jersey and it'd be cool to like wear somewhere or, like hang in the the basement watching the game with people and like hey look at this fucking thing but now i'm saving for a wedding can't justify it well i'm not and even that i'm not gonna drop that kind of coin on a single hockey jersey i think the no. most expensive jersey I ever bought was a Pooh bear bruins jersey for like 275 didn't I get mine for like ninety five or something like that? Like you were shocked at how cheap I. Oh got yeah, I was for. blown away by how cheap it was. So was I. I'm like, holy fuck, I got this for a steal. Probably uh, my. Uh, I have two mustard cats. The jerseys themselves weren't too bad, but then I got them both customized, which is another hundred bucks. So that was probably two expensive jerseys as well. Oh. Overall, but yeah, I think those those two are probably well, I guess those three are uh, most expensive I would own. Make sure you drop the eBay name since we're talking about it. Dan the Flyer a fan. Same thing as my uh, Twitter handle. Check it out, everybody. Yeah. How the hell did we go an hour? What the fuck? We're just a couple of dudes talking about hockey, buddy. Yeah, and and ranting about my technical difficulties here. Yes. And JVR always can add on an extra 15 minutes easily. Oh, God. Thank Christ just Dim wasn't here. I would have punched him through the computer screen. Fucking Jim. Fucking Jim. <laughs> He's such a gimmick these days. <laughs> yeah, Jim, stop trying to troll us all. Oh, Nate Thompson just tweeted. Nothing but respect for the Montreal Canadiens, player, coach, and every staff member. What a series. Future is so bright. Every hab should be excited for what's to come. That's what he just said. Yeah. Good job, Nate Thompson. I like you. Classy. From uh, Anchorage, Alaska. Hmm. All right, everybody. Well, I'm calling it a fucking night here. I need yeah. to eat dinner. <laughs> you didn't eat At yet. 11 p.m. Got home uh, a little later than I was expecting to today, and then the game was on at seven, which I thought it was eight. So that fucked me up even more. So um, <laughs> I was uh, I was uh, rushed for time. I had a uh, some kind of was it a Nature Valley bar or something, whatever the fuck brand it was. But we'll wrap it up today, everybody. We'll be back for post game uh, whenever the hell the next series starts. I don't know if there's any uh, dates for any of that shit yet. I guess it depends on what happens with. Uh, the Vancouver St. Louis series tonight, but we'll be back next week for post game. Be sure to check out the Eric Erlinson interview earlier today. Anthony and I uh, sat down with the Tampa Bay Lightning insider. We uh, did a preview of the Tampa Boston series, as well as uh, a review of the Columbus series off season, uh, potential uh, cap crush, uh, cap crunch issues there. And uh, yeah, all kinds of fun stuff. So check that out. Uh, Twitter at Dan the Flyer Van at Brotherly Puck at Heart Countdown underscore is back up and out of Twitter jail. Be sure you're refollowing that account because we lost everything when we uh, restarted. So 
tough shat, but uh, we're back. And uh, Nick, where can people find you on the Twitter machine? At Forza Inter 215. Well, is that a motorcycle? What the fuck was that? 11 o'clock at night, people. Go to bed, you shithead. But uh, we will uh, wrap it up. And until next time, everybody...